Welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Thursday, January 4th, 2024. 1 4 24. 75 days away from spring. It's a busy Thursday news day and a busy day on the calendar of made-up holidays, starting with hashtag National Trivia Day. If you are looking to have some fun at work, help pass the time, or family fun at home tonight, nothing tops some trivia. TV, music, sports, whatever. Fun and inexpensive. It's also World Braille Day, celebrating the birth of Louis Braille, the inventor of the reading and writing system used by millions of blind people around the world. Louis Braille was born in France on this day, January 4th, 1809. And it's World Hypnotism Day. World Hypnotism Day was established in 2006 with the purpose of dispelling the myths surrounding hypnotism. Topping the headlines, a shocking new number of migrant encounters along the southern U.S. border. 302,000 in the month of December alone, making it the highest monthly total ever recorded by far. House Speaker Mike Johnson led a delegation of more than 50 fellow Republicans to the border in Eagle Pass, Texas yesterday. We also toured the CBP processing facility here in Eagle Pass. And it's been an eye-opener. One thing is absolutely clear. America is at a breaking point with record levels of illegal immigration. And today, we got a first-hand look at the damage and the chaos the border catastrophe is causing in all of our communities. The situation here and across the country is truly unconscionable. We would describe it as both heartbreaking and infuriating. Our communities are overrun. We have local resources that are being strapped. We have lethal drugs that are pouring into our country at record levels. And it's in less than three years that President Biden took office that this has happened. That we have over seven million illegal encounters at the border, nearly two million known gotaways, and that doesn't count the many that are undetected. At 312 suspects on the terrorist watch list that have been apprehended. We have no idea how many terrorists have come into the country and set up terrorism cells across the nation. Last month alone, we saw the most illegal crossings in recorded history. It is an unmitigated disaster, a catastrophe. And what's more tragic is that it's a disaster of the president's own design. As Congress gets back to work, Republicans are saying that they are not are not going to do just about anything. No funding for Ukraine, no funding for Israel, or even for the border, unless some sort of a deal is made in border policies to start improving the situation. This is Congressman Jim Jordan, who was also there. The country understands the magnitude of the problem, but I think there are three fundamental questions we got to ask. What's the cause? What is the true magnitude of this problem? And then what's the solution? We all know the cause. The speaker said this. The cause is the policies of the Biden administration. And they frankly decided on day one, January 20th, 2021, when he took the oath of office, they decided that day, no more building the wall, no more remain in Mexico, and they were going to release people who came to the country. And that became the incentive for so many millions to come to our great country. The magnitude of the problem, you've all heard the numbers, but I just point to two. Last month, record month, 300,000 illegal migrants come into the country. The pace of the Biden administration in his, in his term as president will, will reach 12 million when they're done. And I tell people that's the equivalent, that equals the population of the state I'm from, the great state of Ohio. 
seventh largest state. That's the pace we're on. That's how big this problem is. And then finally, what's the solution? The solution is to go back to the policies that worked. The solution is our legislation. Or the solution is simply, I think, one sentence. No money can be used to process or release into the country any new migrants. To just say suspend it now, which the president can do. But if he won't do it, we should put that one sentence in must-pass legislation. That, to me, is how it ha Finally, I would just say this. I think in the end, it boils down to the will of Republicans in the United States Congress. Are we going to force that sentence, that solution, on a piece of legislation to get this done? That should be our charge. If we don't, then we're going to have to wait. Then we're going to have to wait for the presidential election and hope that President Trump is, our, is, is the new president where we can get back to the policies at work. Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio almost challenging fellow Republicans to hold their ground, stand firm, which they almost never do. And what is the White House saying? They're playing political games. They're doing political stunts. Not taking any responsibility whatsoever. That's Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre in yesterday's White House press briefing. There is another press briefing at the White House today. And for the third straight day of the new year, since President Biden returned from his near week-long New Year's vacation, after the Christmas vacation, the president again has no events on the calendar today. For more on the border, this is Bob Brooks on Newsmax's American Agenda. This past November, the House Committee on Homeland Security Majority, they released a report, and according to one estimate, housing, education, health care, and other services under the Biden administration could exceed $450 billion dollars. Now, with the way things are going now, that number is going to grow. Where does it stop? Does it stop at a trillion dollars? Who knows at this point? And I've talked to a lot of experts about what's to come this year in 2024. And migrants see this as possibly the last year of the Biden presidency. And then the border is going to close. So trust me, the numbers, they're only going to go up. So it is so out of control that mayors of major cities are cutting back services to the American people living there. In New York, just for example, that means police fire, upgrades to infrastructure, you name it. Mayor Adams says this could destroy New York City, the influx of migrants. I can give you all kinds of examples of things we could do with this money for our own people. So here's one I'm going to talk about. That's building schools for our children. I can tell you throughout my career, I've done countless stories about inner city schools, like in the town I used to work in Philadelphia, that are riddled with asbestos. And yes, in some cases, the students, faculty, and staff, excuse me, they were exposed to it. In fact, the Philadelphia School District website has a full page dedicated to it right on their website talking about how they're going to try and rectify it. So I did a quick search today. How much an average does it cost to build a new school for our children? And according to the website Save Our Schools, they estimate it could cost anywhere from 20 to 50 million dollars. Well, that number could be a little low. So here's what I did. Let's go a little bit higher. Let's go 100 million dollars per school. So instead of spending 451 billion dollars on migrants like the estimates show, we could instead build potentially 4,510 new schools. And I'm going on a higher estimate there. If it were 50 million per school, that could be roughly 9,000 new schools for our kids. And again, I could go on and on about this, but I think we all get the point now. We could have the best of the best in this country if 
We only invested in ourselves and invested in our kids and their futures. In this case, all we have to do is close the border. Biden could do that. But for some insane reason, which will be revealed in time, we just don't know it yet, the Biden administration won't do it. And I think Americans should take this as a slap in the face. A slap in the face, to say the least. That's Bob Brooks, co-host of American Agenda, 2 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. Former President Donald Trump, meanwhile, has formally appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court over the Colorado Supreme Court ruling to remove him from the state's presidential primary ballot. On Tuesday, as we discussed yesterday, Trump also appealed a similar ruling from Maine's Secretary of State. But it's the Colorado appeal that's most significant because whatever whatever SCOTUS decides to apply to Colorado will apply to all other 49 states, including Maine. So it's huge, huge, as Donald Trump would say. Let's go back to American Agenda and former Acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker, who predicts Trump will ultimately remain on the Colorado ballot. Matt, let's move back to Colorado. You mentioned it. Mr. Trump, of course, faces that other ballot issue there. They're the state that started the whole thing, so to speak. The state's Republican Party, though, appealing the court's decision to remove former President Trump. Uh, You said you feel this case is poised more strongly for the Supreme Court of the United States. Why is that? Yeah, I just because I think it's it hits four squares. The question, uh, the due process question, obviously, uh, there was a one week hearing, no ability to subpoena witnesses, no discovery. Uh, it, you know, evidence was used that was highly partisan, excluding the January 6th committee report. Uh, and I just think on that issue and then also also on the interpretation, I think the Supreme Court could smack it down pretty easily um, because all of the arguments uh, that are that that the Supreme Court of Colorado got wrong are teed up for the U.S. Supreme Court. But I think many people that watch the U.S. Supreme Court uh, are saying that, and, and I agree, that they're going to try to find a way to unanimously reject this Colorado court case uh, and allow President Trump to ultimately be you know, voted for or against by the American people, which is the way, the way it should be. Matt, if it's not unanimous, hmm. say it's eight to one, seven to two yeah. here, What kind of message does that send to the country? And does that further put the stake in between the two sides here? I think the Supreme Court really needs to send a message here and tell the American people, we have your backs when it comes to who you can and can't vote for. Yeah, I think if it's not unanimous, I think that dissenting uh, voice or voices is going to be very important. Uh, frame to this. And, and and again, you know, the Supreme Court is supposed to be the final arbiter of what is the law. And if they can't get the 14th Amendment and how it's not self-effective uh, and how it needed Section 5 of the 14th Amendment, which says explicitly Congress has to pass the laws, and obviously they passed a statute that um, made criminal insurrection. Donald Trump has not been charged with it, nor has anybody that participated in the January 6th riot. And so, you know, you put all that together, and I just can't imagine uh, that one Supreme Court justice, no matter how radical left they might be, uh, is going to hold up their hand, kind of like this uh, Secretary of State in Maine, and suggest that they are so biased and so, uh, you know, uh, suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. Former Acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker on Newsmax. In case you didn't notice, I am not an attorney, a legal expert, or a Supreme Court historian, but... I am going to predict that there will be one justice is not in favor of overturning the Colorado Supreme Court ruling. And Laura Trump spoke about it with Rob Schmidt. 
The fact that you see states like Colorado and Maine so afraid to even let the voters themselves choose their president of the United States, they want to remove Donald Trump from the ballot because even they know how bad their guy, Joe Biden, is. Even they know that if they leave it up to we the people to actually vote on and decide, Donald Trump very well could become the 47th president, could end up back in that White House. And I think they know that it is scorched earth after that. He is not playing games. He is going to get this country back on track. The swamp will go down and all the people in it. And they are terrified of Donald Trump. But of course, they have to they have to play this little game. The people of this country, however, Rob, are seeing it very clearly and they know the truth. That's Laura Trump, who suggested her father-in-law may hold a rally in Madison Square Garden, the heart of solid blue New York City. Uh, Laura, our last governor's election, you know, people forget this. It was really close. You know, Lee Zeldin yes. had a great shot. Uh, New York is very blue here in the city, but Trump has become very popular in places like the Bronx. And as we know, the, the rest of this state, as you know, the rest of this state is, is blood red. Um, it's a very interesting idea. Yeah, and don't forget in the midterms in uh, 2022, Rob, you saw some solid blue districts in New York State flip red. Uh, So look, nothing is out of the realm of possibility. And I think the fact that we are even discussing the idea that a solid blue state like New York could ever potentially be in play for Donald Trump shows you really what is going on in this country. People are finally starting to see the corruption and the failure of Joe Biden and his entire administration at this point. You can't live life day to day in this country and not realize how much worse things are for you. And so I think whenever you look at these polls that show you that in the swing states, Donald Trump is handily beating Joe Biden in a head-to-head matchup. You do have to say, well, what the heck? Why not try for a state like New York? I can tell you this. Anytime I talk to people in New York, they have begged for us to do a Trump rally there. I guarantee you, if Madison Square Garden is chosen and it is rented out, not only will we fill that to capacity, there will be lines around the block and people will not be able to get in. And by the way, it holds close to 20,000 people. That's right. And the Antifa wackos will be out there creating all sorts of mayhem as well. It'll be a wild night. Laura Trump on Rob Schmidt tonight, last night. Now that January is off and running and we are less than two Two weeks away from the Iowa caucuses, if you can believe that, about three weeks away from the New Hampshire primary, the question of Donald Trump's potential running mate is in full focus. And seemingly out of the blue, a Florida congressman that I have spoken highly of time and time again here on the Newsmax Daily has been mentioned as a real possibility. More from fellow Florida resident Eric Bowling. Continue this fascinating conversation on who should be Donald Trump's running mate for vice president and bring in someone who was just mentioned a minute ago by Gorka and Mercedes Schlapp. Let's bring in Florida <laughs> Congressman Byron Donalds. Congressman, you are uh, the man of the hour. Um, you know, shortlist has you on almost every single shortlist. What, what are your thoughts? Have you heard from him? Have you talked about it at all? Be honest. No, we've not talked about it. Uh, honest answer. We've not had that discussion. Look, at the end of the day, President Trump's going to make a decision on what he thinks is best. Um, I trust his judgment. I'm just committed to making sure we get him back in the White House. However that looks, I'm all for it. So, you know, again, and I, I mentioned that Scaramucci earlier in the show, you know, Don Jr. said, no way, Nikki Haley. If it's Nikki Haley, I'll do everything in my power to make sure it's not her as VP. And then Laura Trump said, well, you know, never say never. Um, What do you think of Nikki Haley? I think Chris Christie likes her. Take a listen to this. 
I'm not saying she's a racist. Let's be clear. She's not. I've known her for 13 years. She's not a racist bone in her body. What she is is a panderer. And in this context, that's just as bad. What do, you, what do you think of Christie supporting? I mean, it doesn't surprise me, to be honest with you. But your, your thoughts of Nikki Haley? Listen, man, first of all, if that statement is a statement of support, man, politics is, has officially gone off the rails. Uh, I'll leave it at that with that one. Look, I, I think, with, look, VP stuff, full stop. Donald Trump's going to make that decision with his team. He's going to make it when we get closer to the convention. And we'll leave it there. I'm not going to speculate because, honestly, I don't know because I'm not even playing in that field. But it, I will say this. It's really cool to have your name talked about. You know, my mom t called me about it once. She was just like, is this a real thing? I'm like, Mom, I don't know. You know, it's, it's not up to me. Uh, so it's cool to be a part of it. I don't think it's going to be Nikki Haley, though. I'll just tell you that right now. Well, yeah, you know, it, it, your name was one of the short list uh, for Speaker of the House as well. I mean, you're, you're, you're clearly a rising star in the GOP. You got, you got it going on. Trump would be, I think he'd be smart to pick you. I think he'd be smart to pick uh, um, Christy Noem. I think either one of you would bring something really interesting to the ticket and be supportive of the guy. I think Trump made a mistake with Pence, and we pretty well know that I've told him that publicly. But um, I don't know. How about anyone else that, that you would think of? Uh, I mean, look, you know, Governor Noam, obviously, you know, I keep hearing about Dr. Carson. That'd be really, really interesting. You know, you have Senator Scott, South Carolina. The, the beauty is in our party, we have a lot of talent, depth of talent, top, top, bottom in the roster. Um, so we'll see how this whole thing goes. I honestly don't know what, what their thought process is in the campaign on this. Is this something that they're going to discuss at the top levels? The president's going to make that decision like he makes all decisions. And then it's going to be a wild ride for whoever that person is. A wild ride it will be indeed. That is Florida Congressman Byron Donalds on Newsmax. There was so much speculation from the beginning that it would be a female, and maybe it will be. I still think it will be, but maybe not. Meanwhile, Trump's challenger for the Republican nomination, Governor Ron DeSantis, is still campaigning in Iowa, and this happened at a town hall event last night. Why haven't you gone directly after? Polls are down. He's, you know, up really high. What do you mean by going directly after? I mean, you're, you're uh, in, in my viewpoint, uh, you're going pretty soft on it. The voter there is making reference to Donald Trump. I think the narrative is this. I think what the media wants is is they want Republican candidates to just kind of like smear him personally yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of do that. That's just not how I roll. This is former President Donald Trump is still leading in the Iowa polls by 30 points. Now, just to entertain this thought for a moment, entertain me for a moment. Now, just imagine if Trump's numbers hold up and he totally steamrolls DeSantis in Iowa and then in New Hampshire and DeSantis drops out of the race. Is there any possibility that DeSantis becomes Trump's running mate? The original dream ticket, right? That's what everybody was hoping for in the beginning. Go back a few years ago. Everybody was thinking Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, unbeatable ticket, could still happen. Crazier things have happened in politics. And the other story everyone everywhere is talking about, the names. What are the names? Hundreds of court documents tied to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, who, by the way, did not commit suicide have been made public with more than 900 pages of materials and references to familiar names like former President Bill Clinton, 
Bill Gates, Michael Jackson, Hollywood celebrities, and others. I imagine that we will be hearing a lot more about that today. And after back-to-back days of steep losses on Wall Street, four losing sessions, in fact, for the NASDAQ going back to 2020, the stock markets opened mixed this morning, this ahead of tomorrow's big jobs report. Be sure to keep up with all the news all day, every day on Newsmax. It's available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, Fios, Spectrum, uh, Cox Cable, and many others. And be sure to sign up for the new Newsmax Plus. Simply go to NewsmaxPlus.com for your free trial. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. It includes all of your favorite shows, Rob Schmidt Tonight, The Balance with Eric Bowling, The Record with Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly Reports, Carl Higby, Bianca De La Garza, and much more. And great analysis from people like Governor Mike Huckabee, Senator Rick Santorum, Carrie Lake, Alan Dershowitz, and more. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Please share it with your friends and family, especially if they lean to the other direction. Have a great rest of your Thursday and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.